Hello, good welcome to Xbox Taverns, Xpod Taverns special episode, <gasps> where we're going to be discussing all about Wales Interactive and their wonderful FMV video games. Some great, some not so great, but we'll get into each one individually. But this week, well, for this special episode, I should say, I'm joined by Special Guest Pete. Hello, Special Guest Pete. Hello, good evening to everyone. Hope you're going to enjoy tonight's show. And super, super duper special guest, I should have come up with a name beforehand, AJ. AJ, how are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. Nice to be here. Yes, it's wonderful to have a uh, to have a, a new voice and a new face on on uh, the Xbox Taverns video and audio feeds. Where yeah, you know, it's always good to mix it up and get some fresh perspectives. And you're much like me, and uh, especially as Pete, big fans of Wales games. So we're going to go through and discuss our pros and cons on on the various ones we've got notes for here. Um, before we get into specific games, though, I did want to ask both of you. In terms of like the live action FMB games, obviously they had a bit of a shitty reputation for like night trap and stuff on like the sega cd and early pc games and that but they sort of especially with wales they sort of brought it back to being something that's a bit more respectable and a bit more enjoyable and i wanted to ask i still outside of you aj if that's all right what it is you enjoy about playing these sort of games um well it's actually funny i've got like a bit of a storied history with these because i was absolutely obsessed with uh, a game called sewer shark on the sega city cd which was I recognise the name, but yeah, you it was a kind of weird um kind of shooter where you were going literally going through a sewer, but then there was loads of FMV sequences. And I used to go around to a friend's house purely to watch the FMV cutscenes with Mark Hamill in them from Wing Commander. I was like, <laughs> this is the future, this is gonna be amazing. Um, and then about about 20 years later, I had the good fortune to work on the ports of Mad Dog McCree on the Wii, which was a light gun shooter with full FMV round westerns. And we did yeah. we worked on both of the both versions of that. And I was like, oh, these should never have gone away. I mean, I was lying to myself a little bit. Um, but <laughs> yeah, when when Wales Interactive started getting really into it, I kind of I think I was a bit sort of that's the one I was kind of a bit irony poisoned and I was like I've got to try this FMV thing out there's no way it's going to be good um but the I just I just find like the kind of earnestness with which especially Wales Interactive are approaching these and kind of um taking them seriously with maybe a little bit of a wink at the same time um incredibly charming and uh, I kind of I've been hooked pretty much since their second game and and always look forward to seeing what they're going to release yeah nice I, th- I think as you said taking it seriously with a bit of a wink is probably like the perfect summation of how they approach these because they've always got a bit of a that sort of like we know you what you think but yeah uh, we can prove you maybe a little bit wrong and give you something decent. <laughs> i mean looking at the state of the sewer shark footage <laughs> we've yeah. come a hell of a long way <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, what about you, special guest Pete? What is it that you find draws you to these sort of games? Um, I mean, I mean, first exposure. I mean, we're going back to primary school. Um, there were, we had the old, the old school Windows ninety five PC, <laughs> and I can't remember. But there was this game, and you would just type in your name and obviously give your character a name, and then it would give you kind of different scenarios. You know, you're being chased by a pack of bees. What do you do? You know um i can't remember any outcomes but i was like oh i really like this i want to kind of go through and explore it i never got the chance to play it because everyone else was talking the pc um and then um 
I've got, I've got the second thing I was going to say. But anyway, it, it, then obviously we got into that, like, things like the Telltale games, where it was more kind of an interactive story. And then I think actually what got me properly back involved with the kind of the narrative story was when Ian reviewed uh, Language of Love. And I know that's kind of a, a, a visual novel rather than like a narrative story, but I was like, oh, I forgot about these kind of things. And um, I think that's when I started to check out games like, you know, Late uh, late Shift and uh, Complex and that kind of stuff. So um, there's a bit of a gap in between like starting and where we are now, but um, yeah, I absolutely love these kind of things. It, 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 in terms of, they're kind of nice to, kind of a break from kind of like if you're playing like FIFA or COD or anything, it's just, there's no button bashes, just sit down, enjoy the story and just press every now and then to pick what, what decision you want to do. And I think it's a really kind of underrated genre on uh, or on the kind of the market. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And like we were saying before we got started, uh, Adrian was mentioned like Ian Livingston and Fighting Fancy and stuff like that. I've always been drawn to these, just making the choices and be like, oh, I wonder what happens if, and I know obviously games have come a long way where, you know, you've got things like the recent Baldur's Gate 3 where you can do do and think whatever you like and it will somehow accommodate you. Whereas what I enjoy about these is, like you said, you enjoy the story, you enjoy probably the cheesy acting and the, a couple of in-jokes and winks and nods. And then you'd be like, oh, do I want to go, go left or do I want to save a puppy or do I want to do this or that? Or do I, you know, and it sort of branches the story in interesting ways. Um, and it, as we'll get into, they don't always nail it. <laughs> necessarily no. but well, generally it's uh, entertaining say, enough yeah netflix got involved didn't there was it bandersnatch like was it bandersnatch is that what it was called yes, uh, netflix one i never actually got through all of it because it was really really long yeah. um but yeah even netflix tried to do it and that was quite successful wasn't it do you yes. know the story behind bandersnatch the term no. name bandersnatch okay so uh, Bandersnatch is based on a 1980s game that was basically pumped full of loads of money uh, it was, if you will, it was the star citizen of its time and was never eventually released. It was a massive money sink oh. and never actually came out. So I'm pretty sure the the whole point of it being incredibly long and almost impossible to finish. And also the story of this one developer trying to finish a game and not being able to is a, a reference to, to the original Bandersnatch, basically. Um, oh, sweet. See, we're learning as we're going with these with this information. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I think... Yeah, because I think, like you said, it was long, but you could get through it fairly, relatively quickly if you yeah. chose like shitty options. But yeah. if you, <laughs> if you uh, tried to do it properly, it could uh, it could stretch out for a bit. But I enjoyed I enjoyed it when I played it for a couple of times. Um, yeah. But I think, like I said, you had Bandersnatch. You've had a few other companies try and do some, which have have been relatively decent. There was one called um, Dark Knights of Poe po and Monroe. I don't know if any of you guys ever played that from yeah, the Becky Studios. Was weird. Yeah, and it was. Uh, like you said, AJ, we're about like the wink and nod. It, it kind of, it wasn't nodded as like smacking you around the face. And, look how cheesy we are. Look, look. But I really enjoyed that game. It was, uh, it was funny and it had its own sort of quirks and charms, but it didn't quite hit the highs of some of the Wales interactive stuff. No, because uh, it, yeah. it, it tried to be kind of serious, but also kind of campy and not yeah, taking itself it serious. It, at it the was same very time. campy, and and there was moments where they'd make choices, and it would kind of, it wouldn't like segue smoothly into another scene it would just be like right here's a hard cut right now something completely different has happened because of mm. what you picked whereas a lot yeah. of the games we're going to talk about sort of handle that transition i think a bit better um but yeah so wales interactive obviously that's the topic of the day 
Uh, they've got a relatively long history of FMB games. We're not going to go through them all because we haven't played them all and otherwise we'll be here all fucking day. So we're going to go through the ones that we enjoyed, the ones we played, um, and talk about them however long we feel like talking about them. So unless anyone's got anything else they want to mention before we get cracking, let's get cracking into the first game, shall we? Let's go. Let's go. So the first one we've got on our list here, uh, AJ, you set this up. Is this in release order, is it? This is in release order, yeah. Nice. Okay. So the first one we've got here is The Bunker, which uh, is one that I've not played, uh, but looks at especially because Pete has not played either. So AJ, yep. you're on your own for this one, I'm afraid. So no problem. would you like to uh, regale us of, of, sort of the basic premise of The Bunker and then your opinions on said game? Uh, for sure. Uh, so the basic premise of The Bunker, it's set in a sort of post-apocalyptic world where someone has exclusively uh, grown up inside a bunker. Um, there's some suspicions about maybe he's going slowly mad. Um, there's a lot of kind of, uh, conspiracy theories going on inside of it. And it, <clears throat> it does, I mean, it does get very, very good by the end. Um, I really like, I, someone recommended it to me and I was very unconvinced at first because I was like, this is an FMV game. This is this is not going to be good. But they actually got some really solid performances from the main actor. Um, I think the problem here is actually it um, it hewed itself too closely, too faithfully to what FMV games used to be. So if anyone played some of the old ones, um, the one I'm thinking of the most clearly is uh, there was a an FMV game called The Ripper with uh christopher walken in the lead and uh whenever you played parts of it you had to select items and it would queue up a video of the main character walking to places and the bunker was like we'll do that and once you've watched the main character walk through a hallway to a door for like the 15th time with exactly same same video you're like i really don't need to see that so if you forget anything you have to backtrack watch the same video again but if you uh, for anyone who can kind of tolerate some of that or is more willing to kind of just look up a walkthrough so they don't miss any key puzzles it's it's still pretty good um it, it has a really really disturbing ending um which i don't <laughs> want to spoil but i i think it's it's still good it's still good, um, but they go on to bigger and better things, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. This one I think was part of Game Pass at some point, and I had it downloaded. I just never ever got around to playing it. Um, I know Ian was a, was a bit of a fan of this one, I think. Um, but yeah, just it just passed me and me and special guest Pete by. I saw in the trailer that it said something about sort of horror horror elements. Is that yes? It, like, but it's it's more key it's more psychological it gets a little bit gory in places because the main character injures gets injured um there's there's some like a lot of psychological weird twists and turns but it's not straight up jump scares it's more creeping dread sort of sense to it okay fair enough yeah so that intrigues me much more than just uh, uh the premise of yet another fmv game like you said that still sort of issues to the early 90s sort of mindset of like well we have to have like you know long scenes and no way to skip things and all this sort of nonsense and um yeah maybe maybe one day maybe one day but yeah nice so that's like i said that's the first one on our list uh the bunker from from wales um cool should we move on to late shift unless you've got anything else you'd like to add on the bunker sir no let's move on let's move on so the next one up we've got is late shift uh again 
I feel like you're. I oh know you two. Sorry, I've played this one. I've, I've skipped over. I wasn't quite ready for the FMB Majesty yet. Um, <laughs> I've fallen a little bit behind. So, especially as Pete, since you were uh, sat on the last one, so do you want to kick this one off for us? Uh, yeah, so Late Shift was actually the first kind of Wales interactive game I played. Um, I saw that kind of Ian had just thousand Jude, and I was like, what's this? Because, you know, obviously you see the picture of the achievement. I was like, what's, what kind of achievement is this? And you look into it, oh, yeah, I can download it. And um, the funny thing is I didn't actually complete it for the first time through. Uh, I kind of, like, played a little bit of it, put it down, and then actually completed the complex and went back to this because I enjoyed the complex so much. Um, the thing I love about this is just, I mean, the buzzword at the moment for us, Jay, is escalation. And that's exactly <laughs> what this what this is. You know, you are basically a car park attendant that works during the night. And, you know, one minute you're sitting in your, in your booth, the next minute you are literally part of some um, heist, kind of wrong and the next thing you know you're also in an auction bidding on like items for hundreds of thousands of pounds uh and they're not then you're chased off by the mob and you know there's this is the one where i'm not sure about the bunker but on this one there is so many different endings that you can kind of end up with um and it's just a really good time this one uh, it's, it's quite short as well so i think you know, it only takes about an hour, I think, maybe to get through one playthrough. Um, so if you wanted to explore every single kind of ending, then then you can. So I'm just watching the trailer. I must admit, I, I, I thought I knew what this sort of game was, but I've, watching this is completely different to what I expected. Uh, Adrian, yeah, the... what's, your, what, what's your thoughts on, on the late shift? Honestly, I'm in almost complete agreement with Pete on this one. It's... Eight... The, the variety of choices you can make and how significantly they change. There's a moment, uh, I'm going to key into one specific moment where at the auction, you can uh, go to the police. You can basically basically try and quit out of uh, following along with the mob, or you can go along with it and it completely opens up different parts into what actually happens. Like the, the attention to like choices is really impressive in this game um i don't think they quite won me over with the pitch that you're playing a guy ritchie movie because i don't quite think it's at that level um but yeah i was i was genuinely surprised by how much the different choices you make mattered and actually again tying into what we said about fighting fantasy you can make some choices that really break your playthrough where you 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 run out of options on what to do and i thought that was really neat I will say there's one downside, and uh, this is something that they then addressed in later games. You cannot skip uh, <laughs> yeah. that you have already seen. So yeah. there were some moments where I'm like, I really don't want to watch this opening monologue, which goes for five minutes again. Um, I think I put it in my, re I reviewed it for game critics at the time, and I was like, I love this game. I think it's super fun. I just want to be able to skip bits I've seen already and get to the other stuff. Um, so I've only done three playthroughs of, of this game. Um, yeah. I mean, so that's, main... that's admirable to watch it three times through for fully. <laughs> well, the thing is, for me, I, I think I just set it going and went off and did something for an hour while the, the big cutscene played. I think that's what I did. <laughs> I think there's a bit before you go to a museum or something, and it is literally like a 20-minute cutscene, and I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to go off and do something and come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me, the only I think one of the downsides of me in this is the main character. I think, I mean, I don't know. It might happen in real life. I don't know. I've never experienced it myself, but he seemed to be... 
obviously I mentioned he was basically just a car park attendant, right? He seemed to fit into the whole gangster heist thing quite easily. I was like, well, he seems a bit comfortable here. Um, that was the only thing where, you know, some kind of random guy who's all of a sudden a master heist person. That was the only thing that kind of dragged it down for me. Maybe it's just the guy's too good of a bloody actor, you know. Um, but that's the only kind of negative side for me, really. I do think it is also worth highlighting. Uh, there's, I don't know whether it was a choice of the performance or a choice of the writing, but the main character does in one of the uh, angles end up in a Chinese restaurant where the guy that they talk to, uh, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to speak to this, but if it, 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 I felt secondhand embarrassment for kind of the portrayal of the Chinese uh, restaurant owner um, with them like not pronouncing their R's and L's in a way that I just felt like was unnecessary. Mm. That's the only other thing that I would say was a, a negative on that game. Was it a little bit um, less sensitive perhaps than it should be? Yeah, again, it, it, it felt like a choice that was made somewhere. And I'm, I'm wondering whether it was the actor themselves that made that choice or whether it was yeah. in the script. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I know what they're expecting of me. Yes, yeah, so let me start. Uh, yes, L's and R's, yeah. I can't see them. Ah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a little bit... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a bit racial stereotypical, yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, obviously, it sounds like you both enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely, again, watching that trailer, listening to you, I'm far more inclined to check it out. Although I'm not so much inclined to sit and watch the same cutscenes over and over again. I, I do one of the things we'll get to the other games in a minute that I do enjoy is be able to skip stuff you've already seen just to get to the other choices. Um, I think if I had to sit through them all again, I might not have uh, played through them quite so many times. Um, but yeah, so. You said there's multiple endings. Did you? You obviously saw three endings, AJ. Pete, how many did you get? Do you remember or roughly? Uh, I think I thousand G'd it, so I must have done all of them. Okay. Obviously, it's been Fair a enough. few years, so I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was during the pandemic I played this. I'm not 100 percent sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. And do you both feel like the endings that you got sort of made sense? That there weren't any out of left field where you suddenly like, well, how the fuck did that happen? No, they were really satisfying. Honestly, they mm. they. Like I said, like the choices in this game do feel like they make a difference. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you. There was one where I got an incredibly unsatisfying ending, but I was like, I can see exactly how I got to this this point. Like, I know every choice that I made was real bad <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in retrospective. So it was more more your fault than anything else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't unsatisfying because the game was wrong. It was I made some real bad choices. <laughs> See, now I'm even more intrigued because I am terrible at making good choices in these games. <laughs> Normally, the first time through, I'm like, "Why is everybody dead and the world's exploded? I don't understand." <laughs> April 2021. That's when I played it. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, and I mean, we still got a fair few games on this list. They've they've been knocking them out at a pretty considerable rate, considering uh, how much effort they must need to put into each one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if uh, anyone else, anything else on late shift, or should we move on to? Uh, yeah, just make sure you go and play it, Jay. It'll be worth it. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely. I would, this is one of the ones that and the bunker are two that I definitely would like to go and play. Um, I, we sort of we're going to skip over a couple on the list here mainly because none of us have played them. But we next up is uh, the Infectious Madness of Doctor Decker and the Shapeshifting Detective. AJ, you said you've got them, but you've not got round to playing them yet. 
Yeah, I mean, the reason I wanted to play the Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker is because I think this one's purely published by Wales Interactive, and it's mm -hmm. actually by a different developer. And, and they're known for playing with the tropes of FMV, uh, doing it in a really cheesy way, but really fun way. So mm -hmm. I am actually really excited. Um, I also read a couple of reviews around Shapeshifting Detective that just made it sound really interesting. And again, for me, it's it's Wales Interactive have become a, a an interesting like seal of quality in a certain way. I know I know I'm gonna at least have some fun when I play it, so I will get round to it at some point, yes. but not yet. Yes, I, I I'm in full agreement. I, like I said, the ones we're missing, I definitely would like to go and check out at some point. Um, and then maybe we could do a, a catch up episode and talk about the ones we've skipped over and be like, oh, it was worth the wait. Or oh, my God, <laughs> why do we bother? Why do we bother? Uh, but ne next up on the list is, again, one that only AJ has played, but I, I'm very interested in this one because I remember when it came out and it sort of um, it intrigued me enough to look at it and read reviews and be like, oh, yeah. And then, again, like everything else in life, I'll, I'll get to that one day. And then a million other games come out and I just completely got sidetracked. So it's a game called Simulacra. Is that how you pronounce that? That is how you pronounce it, yeah. Um, so do you want to give us a quick rundown on your thoughts on this one then, AJ? Um, so the basic premise of the game is you find a phone um, and it is unlocked, but then when you open up, the first thing you see is a woman asking you for help. Uh, there's a whole bunch of corrupted files on her phone um, and you're not really sure what's going on. So like the intent of what you're doing is to basically try and figure out where this woman is trying to track down you know what has happened to her um and what kind of makes this one stand apart is it is actually much more mechanical than a lot of the other uh, published other games published by wells interactive hmm. um if you've ever seen um the david cho movie searching or the recent movie that came out last year missing which is all about how we use technology to interact with things um, so, for example, in Searching, it's about a father with a missing daughter. He uh, essentially reverse engineers hacking into her Facebook account and then basically kind of like uh, figures out how to to talk to people to, you know, get more information about what's going on. And Simulacra does a really good job of this. So you actually do feel like, like you're hacking into her Tinder account, pretending to be her while talking to someone she went on a date with you're you're kind of like maybe trying to figure out what her password is by looking at what her search history is there's loads of like really i mean it's a little bit creepy but like in a good way where you feel like oh man like this is how technology works this is how you would you know you know you you'd look through someone's history and then go oh yeah this links into this thing but it's also lined up with some really really intense jump scares so uh, if you've ever watched those videos where a kid is intently looking at a puzzle and then all of a sudden something jumps up onto screen and scares the crap out of them, Simulacra does that. You'll be in the middle of like, oh, I think I kind of, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, uh, and it's, but it's, it's genius. I mean, it was originally supposed to be a mobile phone game. It works less effectively on an Xbox because of the way, it, um, the way you have to use a controller with it. Um, yeah. But I still strongly recommend it. It doesn't really have multiple. Well, I think it has a couple of multiple endings, but it is very much linear in contrast to some of the other games. But as a puzzle game, and the way in which it feels very intuitive is 
like I I really wish Simulacra two and three had come out to consoles because I would have played the crap out of them because this was this was really good. Um, it was really smartly put together, acting up and down in places. There's a couple of secondary actors who are, I'm pretty sure that it's like one of the developers that worked on the game. But the main performance from the the main actress, I think Anna, um, she's really good. She's really really good. Oh, so yeah, look, so did you, I mean, you, watching the trailer again, listening to you and, and sort of remembering why, like you said, the, being the phone game, I thought that was a really smart idea of, you know, interacting that way. Obviously, my, uh, yeah, if I was to play it, probably would be on Xbox. But yeah, certainly, uh, there's too many games. Why has it got so many <laughs> fucking games? Just need, just need time to play play all of these things. But yeah, it look, looks really good. Does this pique your interest, especially against Pete? Definitely. 100%. I mean, all, all the way I was interacting with games do like they're all on my wish list to play at some point, you know. But uh, yeah, this one especially because this one reminded me of um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's uh, it's probably rubbish bringing it up. But it's like you, it's like an investigation game where you kind of you're logged into someone's PC and you've got to click on pictures to find out clues and then pick her story. And then lie that's the one, her story. That's what that's what it just reminded me of what you just sort yeah. of described that one as. So. Um, yeah, it's, but that, it's that one just seemed point. a bit like stabbing in the dark, whereas this one actually seems like there's a plan, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's oh. it's the same sort of vibe uh, of that. Um, yeah, just, I think it's I think it's also that it's an, uh, a small indie developer as well, and they're, they're not from England. Um, so I, it's really great that Wales Interactive gave them an opportunity and published them on, on some of the bigger consoles. Yeah, nice. It's, 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 it looks intriguing if you've not played it. Get playing it. Oh, I need to play it. Fucking hell, I need to get on with it because it looks uh, it looks really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, off top, spinning off that point before we get into the next one, they do tend to publish a lot of other games other than these sort of live action FMB stuff. Like uh, Ian did a review for a game called Headspun, which is like a two D puzzle game, I think. Um, and they, they got like the Made of Skur games. I don't know if you played any of them. Um, yes. The the first one I've got it again. It's installed. It's been installed for I don't know how many years. <laughs> I've never even touched it. Um, and then they got a new one coming up, which I don't think is out yet. Is it made us go ritual, um, which looks again sort of up my street. But uh, the, is the made us go ritual the one where they tried to do some multiplayer, or am I? I think it's that? a multiplayer version. Yeah, um, some sort of horror game. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm all up for horror stuff. So again, need more time. If someone just wants to, like, I don't know, lend me a few million or something so, so I can retire <laughs> and just chill out, and then I can play um, all these games. I'm sorry, Jamie. I left the, the few other million in my other trousers. Oh, um, shit. Oh, sorry. Sake. <laughs> God damn it. I thought I was onto a winner there, but never mind. Never mind. Maybe, another t- maybe another day. Uh, but yeah, right, let's move on to the next game then, if everyone's all right with that. Uh, next one is the first one that, that I played uh, on this list and the one that sort of proper got me into the whole Wales Interactive sort of side of things and and the fmv games again because like i said i'm old enough to remember when the games were utter shite and then just got laughed like you said like mad dog mccree i know different type of game but i remember playing that after playing house of the dead and thinking what is this this is no good at all um but yes we're on to the complex now which is a fantastic fucking fantastic game uh set in, in sort of like an alternate reality type thing with uh <clears throat> you're playing as a doctor. I've got my review up here, which I was just looking at for notes. On the front line, helping victims of a totalitarian dictatorship, easy for me to say, in a fictional country of Kindar. Uh, and basically you're 
it kicks off with you in the tent trying to save a couple of people's lives. You fail one one of them, obviously, as it, and then it goes from there and the whole sort of virus outbreak kicks off and the whole gist of it, if I remember rightly, is you have to try and cure the world and cure the, the virus and you might survive, you might not, who knows? Lots of different endings. But what I really enjoyed about this, apart from the sort of getting into the swing of things again with the FMV stuff, was I thought the story and the acting... Although, like you said again, a bit of a wink and a nod, it really, it really did a good job of sort of like sucking us into the the world and and the different choices and everything felt natural. It didn't feel like, uh, are you going to be a good guy or a bad guy? Are you going to save this or kill this? It, it had felt a bit more um, fluid and uh, what's the right word? Maybe organic. I don't know if that's the right term. AJ, what's your thoughts on the complex so far? Um, oh yeah, I loved the complex. It's honestly, it's. Um... It's super smartly put together. It knows exactly what it is. Um, like again, the wink and the nod for sure. Um, I actually really like a lot of the secondary characters in this. Mm. Like they actually hired in some really good talent to come mm. in and perform. Um, I think in the actual uh, uh, the trailer there, they show the the older woman who I can't remember the name of, but she's she's a TV star that's done a lot of work. And she does a lot of the kind of dramatic heavy lifting for for certain scenes, and she's like fantastic. Uh, also, hilariously, um, the guy who is the sort of uh, ambiguous love interest stroke uh, douchebag, uh, he also has uh, video game connections. As in, he was in the Doom movie, the Dwayne Johnson Doom movie originally. <laughs> what a claim um, to fame, eh? I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but again, he's super fun. Uh, I really liked him. I, I found the lead actress. I think she really struggled. But it's because, um, not to spoil too much, her story becomes way more ambiguous the, fur the further you get into the game. Mm -hmm. So she's having to do a ton of heavy lifting in terms of uh, where she starts off and where she can potentially go. And so it makes some of the scenes a little, I found a little bit more wooden mm. um, simply because she's clearly got a script with, you know, not a, a, a beginning and an end. It's like, oh, where you start, there's like eight or nine different possible places that you could end up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, some of the cinematography and is it fantastic? Uh, I think I even emailed you and said, like, I need to know how did they set up that underground scene where the Kindarian woman is 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 infected. Like it looks very convincing. It looks like the London Underground. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 when they, I think they found their stride and started to understand what works in an FMV game and what doesn't. Yeah, they really nailed, like you said, the visual presentation, which something was which drew me in because it looked way better than like I mean we saw that shitty video of Sewer Sharks earlier on. You know, I still had the FMV <laughs> picture of like you know. T 240p images of really cheesy like direct like i'm here to save the day it kind of acting it was just like watching a show just every now and then you get to to make a choice um as you said it ends up in some places where it does maybe not jump the shark quite so much but maybe sort of give the shark a bit of a hug as it goes you know over a slight speed bump because <laughs> there was one end and again i won't spoil anything but i remember it, it happened and so things went down. I was like, how the fuck did I get... I'm a fucking doctor to a saber people. And now I'm like blowing this fucking 
bursting away with a fucking shotgun or something. What the fuck is going on here? Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed the interplay between between the characters and 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 like I said, the sort of more naturalistic way the scenes played out, even when it did go a bit fucking crazy. Especially because Pete, you played this one. I Tell have me your thoughts on this one. Uh, I'm just trying to find that woman's name because it just clicked to me. I think she she was in Game of Thrones. Um, I believe she was the aunt or the sister of the Starks. Um, I may be wrong, but uh, anyway. So you talk and I'll have a look. Um, was this the one where you could your journey could end really quickly? Obviously, you had after you did the initial kind of choosing. This one where you had to go back, you could choose to go back in the ambulance, but you just suddenly died because like the drones got you or something. Or am I thinking of that? Is that, is that something else? I May not have been this ending. one. I never, but I did get one that was very abrupt, which I think is the one that Jamie's alluding to, where mm-hmm. we get the main, uh, the main sort of uh, gist of the thing, and you're like, there, there seems to be stakes, and then the main character almost literally just pulls out a gun, shoots some people, and then the game's like, oh, well, this is what this character actually was the whole time. And I'm like, yeah. oh. But yeah. yeah, that's okay. exactly what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Did it, that, that come out of nowhere? Uh, yeah. It didn't ruin that so much, but yeah, it did, uh, did, did, did throw me off a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, this was like I said, this is the first one I actually probably completed from Wales Interactive, and uh, yeah, it was bloody good. I really enjoyed it. Like it's like so much that I actually went and tried to find all the other endings um, again because you could skip the scenes you've already seen, which is obviously such a great thing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, this was I think like you, I think you guys have pretty much said it all. This, this kind of set the standard for what uh, Wales Interactive wanted their kind of FMV games to be. Yeah, and uh, you were right about Michelle Milet was in Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, they had uh, the, the IMD IMDb listing is not very good here, but yeah, she was in that. Um, yes, that's what I recognised yeah, her from. It, um, yeah, it, it was just yeah, just fucking excellent. I, I, I remember when I when it came into to the Xbox Tavern for review, so like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And I, I've I've played it through I don't know five or six times. Um, again, mainly because I could skip the scenes. If I had to watch them all, I probably wouldn't have played through quite so many times. Um, but yeah, I just loved how, how, how you know varied the things to go, even when they did go a bit crazy. And yeah, it was just really entertaining story and sort of premise. Which I mean, I like this sort of end of the world, apocalyptic almost uh, sort of setup. So having something like this a bit more close to home as well, being like you said, on top of like the London Underground and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's sort of uh, a proper proper hit me in in the like intrigue section of my brain i was like ah, oh, i shall pay attention to these games from now on um yeah, yeah it's, no, very really, really that, good. it's very funny that both of you came in on this one because i i think i was pretty much signed up at that point to to be a wells interactive fan um and the complex like cemented that because i think both simulacra and uh like the way that late shift were i was like they just need to tweak a few things and the, the complex felt like a response to that in a, like a, a very meaningful way it's like actually yeah we, we we're listening to the feedback that's coming in from people and we're improving so it's it, honestly it's great that you started with this one because this is like we said like i said before it's like when they hit their stride i feel like yeah, yeah it might have possibly been put off maybe with the others but this one fucking 
<laughs> nailed on head. I, I think I gave it a 9.3 on the on xboxtablet.com, so rated pretty highly. Uh, it's one of my games so. of the year that year. And uh, yeah, really, really good. Again, if you're listening to this or watching this, you're probably already a Wales Interactive fan. But if, you, if you're not, and for some reason you've made it this far, make sure the Complex is your first one as well, because you won't regret it. <laughs> Definitely won't regret it. Nice. Anything else on the Complex then, AJ or, or Pete? Anything else you'd like to add? No. No? All good. All good. Yeah, so like I said, my reviews up on xbox.com. You can read that if you like. Quick plug for you. And we'll move on to the next one, which I know special guest Pete is going to have a lot to say about. But I'm going to start <laughs> with AJ first. Uh, the next one we've got on the list is Five Dates. Now, again, this one coming to the tavern for review. And immediately I was interested. But one of the other guys, uh, Ross on the site, had already asked me for it. So I was like, yep, no problem. You check this one out. I'll, I'll uh, see what you think. Because I, you know, as much as I enjoyed the complex, I wasn't convinced it was going to be an ongoing thing. Uh, you know, they did one up. I'm sure the rest will be all right, I suppose. Um, but AJ, this one was a bit different. But do you want to uh, fill us in on, on the co- on the uh, sort of setup and your opinions on Five Dates? Sure. So the premise of Five Dates is we're in the middle of the pandemic. Um, the main character uh, goes uh, goes on a, a dating site that supports essentially like Skype chats or Zoom chats. <laughs> showing my age by saying Skype chats there a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, it's then uh, you run through a series of questions and conversations and, um, you know, eventually decide which which woman that, you know, the main character is going to end up, uh, you know, going on the final date with. So they go on initial a series of dates and then it breaks it down slowly but surely. Uh, uh, interspersed with that is the conversations with the main character, with his best friend, who is kind of being his uh, virtual uh, wingman in that sense of just uh, bigging him up, encouraging him, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and honestly, I'm I'm really ashamed because uh, I saw the premise and immediately did not want this. This came up for review, and I turned it down. I was like, this is not for me at all. Um, and it was only thanks to uh, a co-writer, a guy called CJ Salcedo, who works on at Game Critics. He was like, this is, a, this is actually genuinely great. Um, and I think actually Five Dates is probably one of the only ones where the performances are incredibly heartfelt. There's a lot of depth to each one of them. And actually, there's, there's very little winking going on in this one. Outside of the wingman, what's his name? Is it? Is Callum. It? Callum. Callum. Yeah, yeah. Callum's amazing. Um, he's the comic relief. Um, but genu- genuinely, like Vinny, is, who has to carry the whole game pretty much, if it was if he was a bad performer, that, that game would suck. And he's great. Um, he, there's a warmth to him. There's a, a, a sense of uh, honesty. It, well, he, you can make some choices where he's not as honest, um, but he's he's genuinely fantastic. But what I really like is the the stages of this game. Is that you have the initial date, and you might not really get a vibe for the person. So on my first go. Uh, I was talking to the overachiever, um, overachiever uh, lady who was the lawyer, and um, was that Grace? Yeah. Grace, yeah, yeah, and she's kind of terrible, but by Jeez. the end, but by the end of the um, the end of the story, you start to realise that she's actually 
there's some some deep insecurities in her mm. and it does feel a lot like as someone who has used tinder and has dated on tinder there is that in initial series of not quite lies but like mm. um like stretching the truth yeah 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 like maybe a few white up. lies yeah yeah maybe bigging yourself up but then as the st- as as you get to know the person a lot of that falls away and five yeah. dates emulates that like perfectly mm. um and so yeah i was i i'm embarrassed that i didn't play this sooner it took me a while to get to this game and it was only because i was coerced into it <laughs> but coerced you were yeah and all the better for it because it was fucking it was fucking fantastic <laughs> and what about you special guest pete i know you probably got a bit to say not as much as the next one perhaps but uh five dates obviously you would have wanted to convince me to play this i think yeah well it, it just I, I can't remember how i come across it but i was like oh it's an fmv game oh it's Rails and Treasures. oh it's about four pound i was like this sounds really good and I, I, this, I kind of trusted Wales in Dredger with this because I think that any other developer, you know, sex sells, right? And I think it would have could have been really easy for them to have just asked any of these five people to just, oh, would you mind just flashing a, you know, a boob or something? Bit of a, and, I, and I think, going on I, yeah, I think they they're all done really well. They all kind of unwrap really well. You know, I think Vinny and Callum just had kind of great chemistry throughout um like you said Callum was kind of the relief uh Vinny was fantastic and like again like you said uh, had his performance been even average it would have just killed the whole vibe of the game you know um the only it was only I think Saffron where I had a it was kind of that kind of cringe it it's always difficult to you know portray the the, the mental yeah it's always difficult to portray the mental health issues when she was having the anxiety attack and i kind of felt a bit awkward playing it myself because i was like oh god is this what i've I've never experienced it you know i've never had to deal with someone that's had that kind of attack and i was like is this what happens because you know i I kind of almost felt like i was vinny at that point Mm. um but it was the only kind of cringe moment but like you know i my shameful moment is I left Shayna to last. I was like, oh, NHS, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, she's the best. You know, her and Paige just blew me away. Um, Maya was kind of predictable, but played well. Paige was, I know we can't go too much spoilers here, but at the end of when I was like, oh. And then she kind of, she, she goes from being an influence, influencer to how it ends. And I was like, wow, what a nice kind of um, ending to her kind of arc, is it like? And Shayna was just so good. Those two... I mean, all five are fantastic, and like I said, like Wales and Dredge done really well to take a dating game in and it and to have literally like no nudity, no nudity. Even at the end, when you get the good ending and you're in bed, obviously not in the same bed, but your face happen, FaceTime on on the bed. You're like that. That even that could have been an opportunity to go right. Let's just pretend we're in some kind of lingerie. But no, it was all it was all very well done and very it was that's the word I was looking. At. It was very very tasteful and uh, yeah, well done, Wales and Dredge from this one. It's a, it's very no, underrated. No. I think people won't choose it. Oh, it's a, I don't want a dating game on my Xbox. But like the way I looked at it is, it's it's more a puzzle game because you're trying to get to the end, right? You're trying to figure out each person's quirks to try and go right. How do I get the good ending to this person? And you kind of change. You obviously you're changing Vinny's personality to match how to get to the the, the good ending, as it were. I- I, I I agree with you a lot. Um, like it could have been very easy to make. I don't I don't think it's just that it's tasteful. It's mm. it's humanistic. 
mm. as in they, they treat these people like actual human beings with internal monologues and lives. Because, yep. I mean, e even if they had decided to add some titillation with the script that they provided, um, you would have been like, oh, these two really cool people or interesting people that I've met are now getting it on. Um, yeah. The fact that they dodged around that, fine, but it, it yeah. could have been so easy to make it incredibly crass and cheesy. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, Pete, if you don't mind me interjecting a little bit more, Jamie, um, and the thing that I thought was really interesting is that you're right. It is kind of a puzzle game. And mm. I'm still to this day, I'm like, is this a commentary on dating or is this a commentary <laughs> on Vinny? Because you can straight up be to one lady go, oh, yeah, I'm a vegetarian. And then in the next date you go on, you're like, oh, I, yeah. I always, I'm always cooking up meat. And I'm like, all right, is, <laughs> is, this, is this Vinny? Is this is, yeah. is Vinny a bit of a liar? Or is yeah. this just a, this is modern dating for you. You kind of, you roll with the punches. Yeah, um, you're being caught out in your own story, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> the but that's the thing, you're Vinny, you can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> The, the best part actually also is I actually played this game um, uh, with uh, my partner at the time and she uh, she's now my wife um, but she she because of five fully... dates or oh no no no, no. She, I mean, all kinds of stuff, but she's fully invested in this game she was yeah. like I'm into this this is great um, um, which is uh, really cool we also played with two two other people and we weren't sure how this they were going to react because we were like, oh, we're playing a dating game. And the other two people were like, if the acting wasn't good, this would have sucked. But it's it's great. Yeah. Like you, like you guys said, that they all nailed it at the park. Um, Callum especially. He, yeah. uh, even just seeing his little face on the trailer, I can't hear what he's saying, but I can hear his voice. Yeah. <laughs> and his tone. And it's like, come on, player, you good. <laughs> I love it. He was so good. He was so it entertaining. Was... Um, I... I I want to refer back to one something you guys said a minute ago. Uh, I think Pete said you weren't fond on saffron um, so much as the others. Saffron was my main, my Bayan spirit animal. I went for her. And when the panic attack come come up, uh, like I said earlier on, I'm terrible at these games and I normally get everyone killed. I instantly chose the worst option possible. It's like, goodbye. <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, if I was you didn't run away, video, did you? You should have panic attack. attack. Oh, I'm just going to run away. Just like, all right, hang up. Goodbye. Um, yeah, so the only person I was actually trying to chase for the first time, I completely whiffed it. And it's a good thing I'm not in the dating scene because I would be fucking terrible. Absolutely dreadful. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed this. Like you said, like I said, you, you convinced me to pick this one up. Um, and we sort of played it at the same time as we were going yeah. through it, you know, after we both picked up on sale. And um, yeah, all of them were awesome. Like I said, uh, what's her name? Sorry, uh, Shana. She was a very close second favorite to after uh, Saffron because she was was funny and entertaining and surprising in in sort of like the stuff she come out with. You won't like it's, you might expect like an NHS worker to be a bit more reserved, perhaps because of you know their their day job probably wears them out. But she was she was proper going for it, and yeah, she I really enjoyed her uh, interaction. The others I didn't enjoy quite so much in terms of trying to get the data i think i did them all in the end just because obviously i wanted to go through and see the stories but the, those two were the ones i really actually enjoyed sort of pursuing naturally as it were rather than just playing the game for the sake of of playing the game um yeah really really enjoyed that that story uh, jay sorry you guys oh no i mean uh 
I, I was going to also recount that uh, it was locked down between the lawyer lady and the lady who liked to drink quite a bit. Mm. Oh, and no, I, yeah. we were, we were in a voting situation because there was four of us and I was gutted to be outvoted and have to go for the lawyer instead of the lady who likes to drink. Cause I was like, this lady is hilarious. I want to yeah. see <laughs> what ridiculous stuff she's going to do next. Honestly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, really, really, really entertaining story. And like you, like you said at the start, Age, surprising in its sort of appeal because you think, oh, it's a bloody dating game. I'm not playing a dating game. Um, and then I played it through fucking at least five or six times. Like I said, all the different. I'm pretty sure I failed one of the dates at some point. And I, can't, I think it was with Shane the first time. I think I kind of whiffed it completely again, other than trying to kill Saffron. I just was like, hello. And she's like, no, don't like you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, yeah, they they, uh, they nailed it for a second time in a row after the complex, and then we had five dates, and then on to the next game. Which uh, has anybody else played? I saw Black Clouds. I've been no. to, but I've, I, I haven't got access to it. I think. So this was um, uh, to say it was a step back is a bit of a perhaps a bit dramatic, but. I definitely enjoyed this one, probably the least out of all of the ones I've played. Uh, if it had a bit of inconsistencies in its tones and its story, and and like we were saying with the complex, where everything sort of flowed naturally, no matter what you picked. You know, obviously it went a bit crazy, but everything sort of felt like it was one long scene rather than a load of scenes chopped together. Whereas this one, there were far too many instances I remember, especially later on, um, where you'd be in one scene and all of a sudden you're in a completely different scene, despite the fact not there was no sort of lead into where you were going or how you got there, or it made no sense for the character to be there. Um, again, I won't spoil too much, but you end up in sort of a house at a certain point. And first few playthroughs, I ended up there because I made a choice to go with someone next time. I made a choice completely differently. And then the next scene, just in the fucking house and in, in the basement of this house anyway, I was like, how the fuck did I end? I don't understand how we got from there to there. Um, and the, the story itself was quite dark, but also, again, not not sort of fully fleshed out in the way of, that made it sort of intriguing. It was more, you know, here's something weird. What was that about? I don't know. Just forget about it. We're going to move on to the next thing now. And it, sort of, it didn't really feel like there was any explanation or any real driving interest to be like, I really want to figure out what happened. It's just like, oh, that was odd. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, it gets pretty dark later on. Um, it it was quite short, at least I think, so you can get through it relatively quickly. Um, but I just just sort of referencing my review I've got here at the moment. And, Jamie, uh, that's damning praise. It's short. It's short. <laughs> it's yeah, bad, at least I, it's I, short. <laughs> I went through it a few times because, yeah, as you, as we say, you know, it's good to go through these games and, and try the different options. Um, and again, as I'm just sort of remind myself as I look at my review, the general sense of the acting wasn't very good either. Um, again, it could have been the editing, like I said, that sort of chopped scenes together not very well. But it was very stilted and wooden as opposed to what we'd experienced, especially in Five Dates, where everything felt more uh, enjoyable and a more sort of naturalistic, as it were. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it was... It came out after five dates, obviously, but it was obviously made before the pandemic because we still had characters sort of interacting and stuff. But it just, yeah, it, it missed that spark that they'd had up until now. Um, and I, 
I'd still recommend checking out if you're interested in Wales games. Like we've been, obviously we're all interested in them, but yeah, it's not. It's far from the best game they've they've produced in recent times. That's for sure. Um, as as we've got any sort of interest in checking out, I know I haven't really sold it to you there, but if you've got any interest in going along and seeing what this is all about, I will eventually check it out. But uh, funnily enough, I don't think I wrote for um, Xbox Tavern yet. But I think it was your review that made me go, oh, I'm, I'm just going to leave this one for now. <laughs> I, I read for your review. I actually really liked um, a lot of the stuff at the end as well that you put in there. It was just like, hey, heads up. Um, this does uh, deal with some heavy themes if you're struggling or anything. Like, um, uh, I really appreciate that about your review. But I remember reading it and being like, this person likes the complex. If they like the complex and they think this is this is bad then i i got no interest i will eventually if it's on sale i will check it out but yeah. it, de- it definitely i was turned off at the idea of playing it yeah but as you reference it definitely deals with some some heavy stuff and you know uh sort of personal issues and demons and and the sort of effect that can have on people which yeah is, is if you've got to be in the right headspace for it, i would say but again it's not the best sort of implementation of those sort of things as well uh, which i think i don't know if it makes it worse or not to be honest uh especially because pete you got any interest in checking this one out at all uh yes but only because it's worse interactive that's the sole reason <laughs> that's fair enough which is exactly yeah. why i picked it up and i was like yeah ah. uh, i did also be they can't all be smash hits can they no, no not sure I did actually also want to bring up because we did bring um mention like how things could be a little bit more crass or lewd um how not to do it there's a game not published by wales interactive called she sees red which looks like oh. it's a eastern european uh, that was game. Awful. it was real bad but there is proper like moments of just titillation in that game yeah purely for the sake of doing it and the fact that like five dates is like completely sidestepped it. Sorry to jump back to the previous conversation, but I was like yeah. desperately trying to remember the name of the of the game that I was like. Oh, I was thinking, how game? can we get Sheesh's read into it? Because it was just <laughs> the acting was like the idea had pre- like had Premise. potential, Premise, but yeah. then but like it was just the acting was so bad. I said to yeah. Jamie, I said you got to play it because it's as bad. That's the <laughs> you got you just sit there and laugh along, and then the ending was just like what. <laughs> yeah, it's, let's not let's not give this too much air. No, no, we're no. Sticking well interactive, but yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm glad you've also played that game. <laughs> yeah. Did you end up playing that one, Jay? No, you, you did, did try did to get me to play it, and I, I did borrow your account for a little while, and I installed it again, much like everything else, and then I never got round to it because I knew it wasn't very good, so I just didn't bother playing it. Uh, it was uh, on sale at the minute, though. I think it's two pound on the Xbox Store, so yeah, maybe probably worth maybe. about that. To be fair, just to see the, just to experience it. <laughs> uh, to, to quote a glowing review right there, uh, it's bad, but it's quite short. Yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds like my sort of game. Nice. <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, let's let's get back onto the Wales Interactive Trainer, shall we? And we'll go on to the next game on the list, a game called Nightbook. AJ, I see you played this one as well. Would you like to do the honors while I get all the trailer up and stuff? Absolutely. Um, so the basic premise of Nightbook is uh, there's a woman who is in the process of what we would call translating stroke localizing a bunch of text. Um, her father-in-law is 
potentially possessed by something um and most of the game itself is played out over skype calls or security cameras showing off things that are happening inside the game um then there's a, a number of different characters who can kind of end up being pulled into this kind of supernatural horror that's happening it, it, if you get the right endings it gets more clearly explained um but yeah it's it's pretty creepy it's a pretty creepy game um i think the performances are really solid in this one um i really liked how inventive they were with um bringing up elements of like horror and and things without having to have people in the same room because again i think this is a covid restriction thing um i really like some of the interactions where you start to understand people who translate don't make enough money so they have to do things like take on teaching jobs and uh like talk to a bunch of different people and and kind of hustle to keep themselves able to like in work uh that i just seen in the trailer there there's your man from resident evil the movie who the guy who gets yeah. cubed um uh, <laughs> he's in it he's great for the short part that he has it's, it's great to see him there um yeah, I, I really liked what they leaned to in this game, which is the idea of taking certain premises. Uh, there's things like the movie Hereditary has a, a, a lot of, spends a lot of time obsessing over the main character's uh, modeling, like how she loves to do like li little mini models and now how that builds out and how that affects the rest of the family and also her own psyche. And so I like that Nightbook did the same thing with like, hey, this woman is, is kind of hustling. She's hustling because, you know, she she's pregnant she has to get this translation done but that also means she's taking on classes and doing all these other things so there was like a very like again a human story to the site to the sci-fi supernatural horror element to it i will say that this one like a lot of the conclusions didn't hit for me in the way that i was hoping like i um was kind of a little dis a little bit disappointed um but i still think it's worth a try uh, just because they 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 went for something a little bit different, um, but yeah, it just I, I got a couple of the endings, and the endings feel like we we've talked about fighting fantasy already a couple of times. But like in fighting fantasy, there are moments where you'll choose an option, you'll flip to the page, and it goes, "You're dead," and that's it, yeah. and there's there's nothing to it. And Nightbook has a couple of endings that are real, like please roll back and do everything again and uh yeah. yeah i don't like that as much in these styles of games yeah no you're, you're definitely right there there was a few moments or a few endings let's just say that i got where it kind of was just like and oh dead oh okay oh oh, oh shit shit the fan oh okay all right yeah start again okay um i did enjoy like like you said like the premise and as you said again the, the way they worked around the restrictions because this was like a height of the pandemic and everybody's on you know uh what's the what's it uh what's the fucking not landscape everyone portrait <laughs> portrait <laughs> thank you I was, I was like this way it's a portrait <laughs> but, uh, everyone's on portrait uh sort of phone calls to each other and and the way our dad sort of progresses through his illness and in the room and the options to lock him in or keep you know let him out and and translate in the book and some of the other characters that we see sort of of repeats from uh, not the characters sorry the actors of repeats from other Wales games which is pretty cool I like that when they sort of uh, include that sort of details but yeah it was it was creepy 
I'd like to see something a bit more. I mean, we'll get into this later on, but something like this with a bit more of the horror to it, um, which is why that uh, bunker sort of caught my interest earlier on when we were watching the trailer. Um, it was, again, way better than I saw back to Black Cows, that's for damn sure. <laughs> it was a step right back up from that one again. Not, I mean, the complex is still right up there, but yeah, it was something that was interesting in itself. And I also quite liked like the main character. I should have looked up her name. Really. I, I quite enjoyed her story and her side of things. Her husband was a bit of a dick, though, wasn't he? Yeah, no, he's awful. I, I guess that's kind of the point. But um, yeah, I, I did enjoy... Uh, Telling him to fuck off a few times, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, enjoyable story, enjoyable premise. Some some relatively decent effects as well, considering again it was all filmed sort of locked down. You know, you had some of the creepy things in the background and some yeah things moving on their own and and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, an enjoyable game, but again, not necessarily the best work. But yeah, I, yeah, I I actually played it um, alongside two people. It's become a kind of a tradition almost now. When we get a new Wales Interactive game, we get a couple of other people to sit in the room with us and help yeah. make us decisions. And there were multiple squeals uh, whilst <laughs> playing the nightbook of like things going horribly wrong. So I was yeah. like, they got something right for sure. <laughs> yeah, they, they, as you said, with was it Simulacra that Simulacra, you got the yeah. Ju- yeah, you got the jump scares. Uh, yeah, they, they pulled out a few of them if I remember rightly in this one. Um, and yeah, some creepy, creepy visuals to to boot. So, Pete, any interest in checking this one out? Again, I know it's Wales Interactive, but uh, yeah, I'd highly recommend this one. Yes. Good. Right. Next game. <laughs> you guys said it really well. Yeah, definitely. It is again. It's one that again, another one that's just in my wish list, just waiting for it to kind of, you know, get some funds to actually, you know, buy these games just to kind of sit down and enjoy them. You know. Nice, nice. Well, we'll get to that. We'll uh, get your opinion on that some point in the near, very near future. But the next game on the list is one that I actually only recently checked out. Uh, I think I picked it up a few months back. But AJ, you reviewed it for XboxTime.com, which you can go read on XboxTime.com, a game called Bloodshore. Would you like to do the honours for that one as well, please? Absolutely. So the basic premise is that someone creates a reality TV show in which criminals kill each other on a on an island, and then whoever wins gets a bunch of money. But as they start to become more popular, influencers, uh, conspiracy theorists, failed actors, whoever starts signing up for it. And so you're kind of getting into the point where um, the people who are playing in it are no longer hardened criminals and actually people looking to uh, revitalize their careers and or increase um, increase their popularity um then it ends up being obviously things go horribly wrong and uh it goes from being like well not everyone was gonna die to oh no we need the ratings people people have gotta gotta die there's a bunch of really cool side ideas to this um i'm really annoyed that this trailer spoils like a very significant choice in the game very yeah i mean i suppose you wouldn't know it if you hadn't played it but yeah watching that just then i was like i didn't realize that (laughs) 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 um but again this is uh, the the reason this game uh, this game works so well is it fully fully leans into camp in like Mm -hmm. a really beautiful way like it knows exactly what it is it knows the budget that it's got and it's just having a ball the whole time there is like at no point 
this game is not having fun with what it's doing. Um, the Again, the lead actor does some really good work, especially as he has to um, basically have a romantic love interest potentially with a woman or a man. And so how he plays himself in the beginning of the game, um, he does a very good job of being incredibly ambiguous about where, you know, everything works in that sort of scenario. But also, I felt very sorry for him. I felt like the fact that he's a, isn't he a child actor who is kind of trying to rekindle his career? I think um, that was the gist of, of his backstory. Yeah, that's why he was there. He, yeah. <laughs> I think they'll give him some shit for it as well. Well, understandably so. Um, and I, I just, I thought he, I did, I thought he did a really good job of adding, even though he's expected to kind of be ridiculous most of the time, I think he did a really good job of adding some warmth to his character um, and, and genuinely feeling sorry for him. I think there's a couple of other good, really great, the conspiracy, is he, is an Irish conspiracy theorist? He's super fun. Um, and the, um, the other guy who kind of doesn't give a crap about anything uh he's he's great as like a supporting character the only one i didn't quite gel was with gel with was the uh uh pick me kind of uh girl with the face paint one she didn't kind of win me over all that much but was the rest the of the, that, cast... the was that the one who had the choice between her and then the man Yes, yeah, yeah, her. yeah. I, I, she didn't sell me all that well. Um, but yeah, no, it's. If I was, if I was telling someone to play a Wales interactive game for the first time, I might, depending on their personality, I might go with Bloodshore as, as the one to pick. Yeah, it's. The, I mean, you said it perfectly with, to start with. The campness is just fucking off the scale. Really. <laughs> it's, it's like um. It's almost like a parody, isn't it, of like battle royale and stuff like that. So all these really vain assholes, basically, just, just trying to gain some sort of fame. And I forget you mentioned that they changed the rules while they're there, but was it you just had to survive like three days, or whatever, wasn't it, to start with? And then they changed it to only one person can live. Is that right? Oh, got um, in in the final one, actually, people can uh, in the once they started including celebrities and influencers, people can tap out and just be like, I'm I, I'm that out. It, yeah. And then in the final version of this, they're like, actually, no, you can't tap out. You have yeah. to die. Yeah, because um, yeah, there was the sort of the vain social media goes like filming everything, when it? And then she was like, I'm just going to tap out when I'm done. And then all of a sudden they changed the rules. She's like, shit. <laughs> I, think, I don't know if she has to die, but I'm pretty sure she died in relatively quickly afterwards in my one. Um, I really enjoyed, I was trying to find his name while you were talking, the the sort of guy who almost betrays your group. He goes for the, to join the other side because he sort of gets yes. captured. He was hilarious. And yeah. I wish I could have found his name. I was just trying to look it up, but uh, yeah, they, there's some really funny actors. Um, the supporting cast is awesome. The choices again, they feel, although it's a quick game, it's, it's only like an hour to get through a playthrough. I think in it, it's, it's, not it, a, it's two, a long... it's two hours. The first playthrough will take okay. about two hours. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it feels a lot quicker than that. And yeah, it's, it's sort of, instantly as soon as i finished i was like oh, i need to do it again so i just started playing it again because I, I already had like the choices fresh in my mind of what i wanted to change and what i wanted to try differently um i've only played it through twice i think um but yeah really enjoyable sort of campy silly story where it's just there's some good action in it i think as well when they're, they're sort of getting to their gunfight early on 
and some of the other characters on sort of the, the bad guys side as it were um they're entertaining in in sort of their camp bad guy like you got a big buff guy who doesn't talk who just beats the shit out of everyone uh, and then the the main guy who's a bit more like prim and proper until he gets a fucking good kicking later on if i remember rightly um did you well, i mean the trailer spoiled it we might as well just spoil this one who did you go for aj did you go for trish or uh, i've tish, done both or, uh, i've, I've done, done both, both. Who did you what's prefer, a canon choice though <laughs> what my canon choice is actually i think his name is gaz is it is uh, gab he, i think yeah gab yeah, he's he's my canon choice um i i will say that that kind of hints at some of the problems with the problems with this game is that it does um unlike say like late shift um some choices are like oh you picked that but bad news um we're gonna twist the story so that this still happens so you right. mentioned the influencer lady um there's a an, a a bit where you anticipate an ambush early on in the game and you can make two choices and basically the two choices mean that the influencer lady has either been shot in the face or not been shot in the face and and paralyzed with fear but both end in her death and i think that's <laughs> probably the, the only the only weakness in in bloodshore is some of the choices feel very transparently like cordoned off into yeah you made that choice but you're kind of gonna get the same outcome yeah yeah no um, I, now you say that i remember that actually i think i had the one where she got shot in the face the first time and i was like oh i'll try and save her and then she yeah the next time she oh she did anyway all right i mean she, yeah. was, she was a dick but still, <laughs> i wanted to see if she could survive a little bit longer um no for sure yeah. <laughs> so yeah so this was Again, one of the later ones they've done. Um, highly recommended. Again, some decent special effects, I think, or like production value, I should say, rather than special effects. Um, but Pete, you've not played this one. Obviously, you, I imagine you're going to check it out at some point. Would you say you want to check this out first before some of the others? Or are you going to? I think, yeah, I think order? this is my top of the list in terms of what I want to play because obviously it's got Hunger Game vibes and uh, others and the, the Condemned as well. If you like Steve Austin and Vinnie Jones films, you know. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you what are you doing to me? You're not even going to mention Battle Royale, which inspired both of those. Oh I, d- I don't I didn't see that one, but the condemned obviously Outrageous. being a, uh, where's, being a where's Steve Austin mark during the action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being a big Steve Austin fan, I, I literally only out that film because it has Steve Austin in it, and the bonus was it had Vinnie Jones in it as well, and <laughs> it was just it was just a bloody good time, and this game just sounds like that, and so I'm very much looking forward to getting into it. When I get a chance. Str- strongly recommend you check out the the, the early two thousands movie Battle Royale, which Battle has Royale. some of the same camp, but takes it into much darker places. So yeah, it's yeah. it's way grimmer, <laughs> way grimmer <laughs> than that Bloodshot, but very very good <laughs> film. I've I've got it, Pete. I can lend it to you if you like. Oh, excellent! Um, yeah. It's an awesome, awesome film. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Bloodshot, very good Battle Royale twist to to the live uh, sort of interactive FMV game uh, genre. And again, I also I think- would like to uh, do a little call out. Um, there's a there's a couple of things where the game intersperses interviews with the maker of the show, Bloodshaw, with this other guy who's trying to lambast him for why he's created this essentially this thing. Yeah. The guy who's lambasting him, his main claim to fame is that he was one of the X-wing pilots in the first uh, Star Wars: New Hope, who gets blown up in in it. He has like four <laughs> lines. But like it feels like he got into Bloodshore and he's like, I'm going for it. I'm just 
you know what? I already had four lines in Star Wars, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this bloodshot, this role of bloodshot, my own. It's super fun, actually. As role well, of a so. lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those bits were pretty cool. In how they sort of tried to fill in the backstory, and I also like the mate, the host guy. It was like a bit like Max Headroom uh, from yeah. the early nineties, like way over the top, way. Uh, so, oh my god, I can't believe his head left his shoulders. Ah, oh. <laughs> yeah. But it feels like a direct nod to Battle Royale with the um, the uh, Japanese commentator mm. who was doing all the kind of like weird uh, like yeah. like yeah. idol girl uh, commentary of people having their heads blown off and stuff. Yeah. But he, I think he did it really well. Um, so yeah, it was it was entertaining again, way over the top, like everything else in it. But yeah, just just full on entertainment, left, right, and center. Uh, yeah, nice, cool. Right, let's move on to next game then. And the next one on the list uh, is Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus, which is, uh, I feel like it's a bit of a spin on this genre. Like you were saying with some of the other ones where they're more like puzzle games, this felt more like that. So the premise is you ha- you've sort of joined uh, a Zoom call or a Skype call or whatever else you want to use in this modern day and age uh, for like a family game night. Obviously, again, still partly, I guess, due to the pandemic, everyone's sort of separated. And... You, the character you play as is fond of their uncle Marcus, but the rest of the family hates him. And he sort of calls you while you're on this game night and informs you that someone's tried to kill him. And it's one of the family members when they had their family meeting. And you have to try and deduce who did it by trying to ask questions without being blunt as to say, did you try and kill uncle Marcus? And so each game, each sorry, the night has happened a couple of rounds. Each round you get to pick one or two family members to come with you. And while you're playing the game, you can sort of ask them side questions about, you know, what happened at your meeting? You know, did you talk to Uncle Marcus? Did he, uh, did anything seem off? Did anyone act strangely? And you gather clues throughout the end, throughout the game. And then at the end, you can try and accuse one of the family members of trying to kill him. Um, chances are you get it wrong the first three or four times because there's six family members. Is it six or seven? Six family members in total thing, isn't it? Apart from Uncle Marcus. I think it's six. Uh, one, two, three. I'm counting the actors right now. Uh, I think it's six, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, you can accuse them of trying to kill him. If you get it wrong or if you don't have enough evidence to present before them, then the game ends and you start again, basically. Uh, and there's also the option to try and save Uncle Marcus. So if you manage to get enough clues, you can try and figure out what was used to poison him. And if you can figure that out, then you can try and figure out how to make a cure. And either way, you know, it sort of spins off in lots of different directions based on who you accuse, whether you save him, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I, I enjoyed this one because, like I said, it was different. It wasn't just a case of following the story and choosing options to see what would happen. It was trying to figure out, you know, who should I take into this game that I haven't spoken to already that I need to try and ask questions for. And depending on the round you take them in, you get different questions as well. So you could take the nan and the sister, for example, into the first round. But then if you take them into the second round, you'll get different questions because obviously you would have already got other information. And I don't think... I, it's frustrating because I got right to the very end. I accused... Base, I think I accused five out of six people. And then I, I did my review because it had taken me too long anyway. And then I intended on going back and doing the last person and I never got round to it. And it's very annoying because I'm assuming there was some sort of twist. AJ, did you manage to complete the, the mystery at all? Um... I am one of those people who does not 100% most of these games. I I like to do about two or three playthroughs and choose which one my favorite one is. So no, I've never quite figured out who who it is that murdered Uncle Marcus. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah uh, I should go back and play some more of it, but I, I kind of, I don't know if you're the same, but there's the same with like Telltale games. I will have like the playthrough that, I mean, Pete even asked me like, what's the canon choice? And mm. I'm like, once I get my canon choice, I'm like, that's my story. I'm kind of yeah. done and I don't want to ruin it too much. Yeah, um, yeah definitely... no, I'm much the same, I, I like, especially with the Telltale stuff, which obviously is the whole other tangent, which we could get into, but uh, yeah, my main playthrough, and then if I do play any more, then yeah, well, that would just be just to experience other options rather than be like, oh, I didn't like that, I'm gonna do it again. Um, so this again had some repeat actors: Saffron, my band Spirit Animal from Five Dates was in it, um, and me. I think she was the first one I accused as well because I was like, well, I, I need to kill you in the last game. I might as well see what happens if, if I accuse you here. Georgia Small, I'm potentially related to her. Um, oh, hang on a minute. Hang you on. didn't know this. this is revelations here. Neither do I. I mean, her name's Georgia Small. Uh, uh, so there's a potential that she's she's part of the the, the Welsh family of Smalls. Uh, we right, we'll know. bring her in. Bring her in. Right, <laughs> come on. Come and join the Wales Interactive Chat. We can. I promise I picked you and I didn't try and kill you. I promise. Uh, in, uh, in five days. <laughs> I'll have to ask around and find out if it's true because uh, we smalls, we smalls talk. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I'll, be sit, I'll be sitting by my phone now. Like, is it? Is she? Is she coming up? Um, yeah, no, yeah, really, really enjoyed this game. Did you, um, did you enjoy sort of the premise of like the game night and doing the different rounds and stuff as well? I, I thought it was really well done. Um, again, like what you're talking about with the replayability and how how it means that you won't be skipping. Like, I mean, the problem that a lot of these other games have, you make a choice and you're like, I've seen this one, I'm going to skip it, is actually, um, it feels very similar to a bunch of stuff like, uh, if you've ever played Danganronpa? I've, I tried some that It's not, not sort of floated my boat, but... This is a way more accessible version of Danganronpa um, with the idea of uh, as you pick different people to kind of talk to and interact with, it will add layers to the story of the stuff that you already know. So as you jump back in time or do whatever that needs to be done, in fact, every conversation you have, you will always choose something different to give you a better understanding of what's going on. And I think who uh, who, pre who pressed me on my Uncle Marcus does a really good like bite-sized version of that. Um, I want to also do a shout out for Gabrielle Glaster, who is the absolutely awful matriarch in the, the Zoom call. She's incredible. She's been around for like 40 years. I think I've, one of the first things I remember from is like Blackadder goes forth. She <laughs> She's in that, but she's been in like every like sitcom you can imagine from like Brookside to Emmerdale to I think she's even in Coronation Street now and stuff she is like a genuine fun time of like how much she loved to hate her because she is terrible but no i didn't um no i didn't uh i didn't uh exhaust all of the options and so i think that's actually a really good indication of how well this is put together but i think also a key thing here is like this is another hardcore camp game like yeah there's a scene where Uncle Marcus is like, I'm about to die. Can you tell me how to make sure I don't die of being poisoned? And you have to make a couple of stabs at guesses as, as of components that can save him. And if you get them wrong, you get to watch your Uncle Marcus die on a, on a Zoom call. Uh, absolutely stunning, stunning how bad that is. 
Also, uh, not <laughs> another return not, action. So I don't mean to interrupt, but it's just yeah. it's like it's perfectly framed, like right on his face. He's just laying yeah. perfectly on the bed. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheesy but brilliant. Sorry, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> but also, we forgot to mention it's the um, the main actor from the complex. The, the the male actor from complex plays the like douchebag. Uh, I'm out there saving people. Um, yes. And one of the things is, I think what makes it great is um, I think he's supposed to be sitting in the back of a truck, but it's so poorly done and it's so poorly done. There's also a part of me that is like, is this truck fake? Is this truck completely fake? Is he just in London sitting on, sitting on a weird thing, pretending that he's saving people? Have we lost Pete? Not not to spoil things, AJ, but you might possibly be onto something there if Ooh. you play some more and learn okay. some more about him. Because, um, yeah, the more you play, the more you learn about each of the characters. And if you saw the trailer there, you, you get like the sort of emo team and the uptight auntie and stuff, and you, you learn a lot more about their backstory. But him in particular, yeah, it, it's uh, you're not far off, I, I shall say. I shall say that and leave it there because wonderful <laughs> yeah i was thinking the same when i was playing I was, like, I was like these effects they're not very good at all are they <laughs> and then, yeah but then things are revealed which uh sort of allude to what you're just getting at but yeah really really enjoyable story and, and like i said different premise to to just following a story it's you know playing the games and trying to figure out who you need to talk to and and, and the way you can carry clues over through games so again the way i accuse all those people i had all the clues from the previous runs so i knew not to bother talking to the nan or the mum i could just go and focus on the other guys instead um yeah. and yeah some cheesy acts in the side definitely one of the better options that they've that they've put out there um yeah and, i'm, I'm gonna have to push back on you jamie i don't think cheesy acting aside i think cheesy acting is quintessential to the enjoyment of this game like you need that cheesy acting acting <laughs> <laughs> I, I can still like you said i can still picture uncle marcus on that death <laughs> just, just, it's so perfectly shot and, uh, and it's it's the way like again not to spoil too much because we don't want to spoil too much but yeah as you're choosing the options of trying to you know give him the stuff to save him he's sort of properly hamming up like ah, ah, ah. and then if you do manage to save him instantly he's like ah, 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 ah. it's like, like grabbing his chest like, I'm, you did it kid you did it yeah. like, like and particularly this man was in the office before this this is where he's <laughs> oh it's, it's brilliant it is absolutely brilliant yeah so yeah highly recommend that one just good pete again obviously i know you haven't played this one but Behind Bloodshaw, this this is definitely the next one. Yeah, two on my left behind Bloodshaw. Jump in, um, and then we've got a couple more that, that are out at the minute. Um, we'll get into Mia and the Dragon Princess real quick. Have either of you played this one? Nope. No. Okay, so this one, another one of my favourite ones. It's set in London, um, and the whole story is this dragon princess has sort of come from the past. It's got a bit of a fantastical element to it. You sort of see the history of it in an animated form and then she pops up in London in a hospital gown where she's escaped from hospital or a mental ward or something. And she's running through London and she ends up in this underground bar. And she's got like this wrist watch thing. It's got like a compass as director and it's directed her to this bar. Um, but the police are chasing her and you can either choose to help her or you can choose to turn her over to the police. Uh, and like you were saying, AJ, with like Bloodshaw and stuff, no matter what you pick, 
you end up taking her in anyway. You, like you can turn her over, and it doesn't end the game. It just she just disappears for a little while and then reappears in in your bar. Um, but it's full of again cheesy but awesome acting. Uh, a, some tremendous one-liners, including um, MPV Graham's favourite uh, fannies are for uh, sorry fire escapes are for fannies. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, I'll, I'll leave that out. I won't provide any context. Just understand that at some point you'll hear that uttered as a man throws a glass at another man's head, um, and it just escalates from trying to figure out who this girl is because she doesn't speak English to what she's doing in this bar to what these people are doing chasing her to. A, a, a completely different area to like hidden under the bar as it were that, that's full of answers and death and more cheesy acting and some actual really awesome combat scenes um where again i don't i, I won't spoil too much but one guy <laughs> she kicks him and he lands on his face but he does you know like someone does a scorpion when they fall on their face and their legs sort of flip over he, he, he's just like an extreme scorpion where it just somehow his head ends up like up his arse it's just, uh, it's brilliant it's fucking brilliant um yeah really really enjoyable lots and lots of british humor that i really appreciated and again a pretty short playthrough so i got through it a good few times to see different options and stuff and there's a couple of points where the story really can diverge so one again I don't want to spoil too much, but one point you get to choose basically left or right, but it leads in the sort of outcome in completely different areas of, of the sort of area of London and stuff like that. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyable game. Cheesy as fuck, like I said, but yeah, fucking awesome. AJ, obviously you've not played this one. Have you Have you seen much about it? Has this sort of piqued your interest at all? It's I, I've got it downloaded, um, so it's it's on my list of of ones to to play. Uh, I will get onto it as soon as possible. Honestly, again, at this at this stage of where I am with Wales Interactive, when they release a new game, I, I pretty much just buy it and it yeah. gets put on the hard drive, and I'm just trying to figure out when I can invite the right friends around to for us all to sit around and kind of play it as a co-op experience. I think so, this yeah, one no, would be a good co-op experience as well because, like I said, the, the options you've got in front of you um, provide a lot of laughs and, yeah, it diverges in quite significant ways where you probably have a few arguments, I imagine, unless you, you were all on the same page. So, yeah, I highly recommend this one. Really, really, really good. So my reviews up on xbox.com, you could check that out. Um, especially because, Pete, have you... Uh, you you check this one out at all? Watch the trailer to, or stuff. I didn't even try it. To be honest, it was quite low on my list, but now you've pretty much sold it, so I'm definitely going to check this one out. <laughs> nice. Well, I highly recommend it, and you can, like I said, you can go check it out on XboxTam.com. Last one we got, which I'm going to let Special Pete kick off because I know he uh, uh, has got a particular fondness for this one. While I get press all the buttons, ten dates. Uh, bash. That's what I need to say. <laughs> that's it right that's it. that's no. that's enough <laughs> he's the worst no he is the best <laughs> I, I think we got quite lucky at 10 dates because it actually came out quite um soon after we had actually played five dates so the five dates kind of premise was still kind of fresh in our heads uh, and i actually got the chance to review this one and um even though i don't think kind of you know the main characters ryan and misha had the same kind of chemistry as you know vinnie and uh, cullen uh, it was still very well done. You know, characters like Azalea was really good. Um, like I said, Bash was just hilarious. Do you know, I, I, honestly, I was increasing laughing for like five minutes because I failed at the first date of him. Like, you're talking, he goes, oh, right, bye. And I'm like, 
<laughs> it just makes you see the thing, but it's just like, I was not expecting that. It's hilarious. And again, it does have five days. It's that big puzzle game. But this time you've got 10 people to try and, you know, find the good endings with. You know, some characters are a bit, you know, what's going on. Like, you really have to kind of, like, twist the person's arm. Uh, I can't remember the, uh, the the biker dude. I can't remember his name. Um, oh, he was also awful. Um... Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't see him on here, but he yeah, come, he was he, he was, was a, not my favorite. I, I no, was just like, you kind of really feel Misha really is kind of like bending her morals to kind of just have a good time with this guy. Um, there was also you got, I think, Kathleen, the kind of the posh American Canadian one who, again, you kind of really had to go, oh, yeah, I'm really into books. Yeah, I like this. I like that. Um, and then, of course, in this one, they actually fully explore uh same gender relationships as well so obviously if you if you're with ryan you can obviously try and uh, have a relationship with derek and you know obviously if you're misha you can um try and i can't remember the other person's name is it hazel i think um so it kind of opens up more diverse kind of like chapters if you like um and i think i think you know like i said it's not as i think it might be i don't know if it's just ryan and misha but it it's as it is just slightly better than five dates, I think. But um, yeah, it's like I said, the bash. Like I, of self, I loved him when he just walked off, and I had to do him again because I wanted to get to see his ending. And then you get to the second part of his story, and I'm just like, the heart string, the heartstrings come out, and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, Bash. Why did I judge you? You know, um, which is what these games do. All of a sudden, one, one minute you're sitting there going, what is this guy? And next minute, you're like. Oh, you just kind of want to adopt him, adopt him like a little puppy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm probably waffling woff, on a bit now, so I'll let you guys kind of tell me what you guys think of this. Oh, not at all, not at all. I, I love to hear people harp on this game because it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I pretty much agree with most of what you said. I, I will say that uh, 10 Dates plays differently when you're in a room with three other women. <laughs> and uh you meet bash and a bunch and the motorcycle guy and everything because what happened was uh i mean you know, i'm sitting in a room with uh, a bunch of women most of them in their 30s who've been through the dating scene for some time and so bash and and the motorcycle guy and other and they were like absolutely not this man is going <laughs> nowhere at all very very fast and so it was very funny to just watch a bunch of guys throw up a bunch of red flags in like horrific fashion and just a, a room essentially a room of women being like this person is garbage and we are not having him anywhere near us um so we ended up with the the probably the most boring of the choices i think for the niche who's the the teacher who's a little bit religious and judgmental oh yeah but, that guy yeah but with a kind of good heart i guess yeah um whereas on the other side where when the dating thing it was actually way harder um for 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 the what's his name ryan is it ryan yeah ryan Samango. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ryan ryan's dating choices were much harder in a, a room with women because they were like all these women are super fun mm. in weird and interesting ways but again azalea was the the favorite yeah of course um yeah because she's a a a hilarious weirdo who brings her own goblet to a a a dating speed dating Mm. scene 
which is she was fantastic genuinely um but they were all interesting and i agree yeah. I, I i almost want to go back and replay and, and un, unravel the bash uh storyline now that you've, you've kind got of sparked you've that got interest. you've got I've, oh, did you not go on a second date with him oh no, you've got to do not. it <laughs> you've got to do it honestly like it's just it that's i can't speak highly enough of that of just of bash like you know he's a proper lad 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 and then you're like by the end of episode two you're like i just, I just want to adopt this guy and take him home and look after him you know <laughs> right um right. you know and, and think... like you like you were saying uh aj you like to play in a group of people especially because peter made us all play it one night where we we're all up uh, watching wrestling and he was like we've got to play with Bash oh like, yes Bash's story. About and that. we're all sitting there and we're playing I mean there's four guys to start with yeah. four women <laughs> we're sitting there and we did some and then I think we we all decided collectively that it was time to go back to the wrestling <laughs> yeah. well the funny thing is Ian was like I don't get Bash I don't get Bash and the next day he's like Peter can love Bash <laughs> because he does come across like a proper lad, like a lad 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 one of those guys but You've got to go back, AJ. You've got, you've got, to, you've got, to, All right. got to get to the end of him, even in the second one. But, All right, um, I'll, I'll definitely go back then at some yeah. point. And, and then, then and I think was it give was it some Brand- chance? Yeah, I think Brandy. She kind of had the same um, vibes as kind of Maya up until that. I don't know if you got to the end of Maya, but she had the same vibes of Maya up until the last bit, where there's a bit of a, a plot twist. Because okay. all these all these characters, every single one has a plot twist at the end, so you can see a plot twist coming. It's just guessing what the plot is, what what, what the plus plot twist is going to be, and I think they're all done like really well. The um the the soccer lady, um, yes. I really appreciated totally, what was going yeah. on with her story. Yes, um, I thought she was really well. The idea of generational generational pressure, um, of the idea that she. I'm not sure like how much she really enjoys playing soccer and how much she's mainly doing it to please her dad. Um, and I thought that was really well put together as of, again, we, we talked about it a little bit with five dates where it could have been lewd and kind of, um, a bit gross. Um, but instead they've gone for very humanist, like yeah. very like down to earth portrayals. I mean, the way you're, well, the way you're preaching about bash of like, Hey, yeah, look, no, he's terrible, but, You'll love him once you get to know him a little bit. I yeah. think is is a really good testament to the writing in this game, and like, kind of understanding like uh, how people change as well, how they like people's guard breaks down as they get to know people, and 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 kind of doing it. Obviously, on like a, like maybe maybe on a, a escalated scale, and sometimes it takes like seven, eight, nine dates before it happens. But this is yeah. a video game, you know. Yeah. What up? We want to min max as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, so who? I mean, Azalea is super fun, but who was your favourite? Who do? Bash. Apart from Bash, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go through them. Uh, Derek was kind of good because it obviously got into substance abuse, didn't it? Azalea um, yeah. was good. Brownie was okay. Tony was good. Hazel was Hazel was okay. I didn't really click with her. But um, I liked her first. I liked the yeah. opening sequence when you meet yes. Hazel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a they, they felt like there was a really good connection between the two characters. Yeah. Uh, and I actually thought that was a really well put together in the sense that there felt like there was a connection between the two characters. And you go on the second yeah. date and you're like, oh, maybe this was just the, yeah. the vibe of the time because you're 
you feel like a miss. And I thought yeah. I thought that was a really good way of doing that. Did you see the third date? I did not see the third date. That it it's weird because it goes in a really weird, not a weird direction, but it's kind of like, yeah. Jay, did you do Hazel? You got to end of Hazel, didn't you? The, the kind of with with Misha, um, where the, the same sex one where it's the choice yes, at the I end did, where yes. it's kind of like you're trying to give her friend advice and stuff, and you're like, it's hmm. kind of weird, and then like you get judged on the answers you give, and it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I don't remember it turning out very well for me, but yeah, I definitely got to the end of Hazel. And, no, but uh, yeah, Bash, I mean, yeah, Bash was the best on the male side, and I think Brandy, because again, Brandy was kind of like a curveball at the end, which made me actually appreciate her a bit more. I just thought she was some kind of like excuse my French, I thought she was just some kind of snobbish bitch, uh, a bit like a lawyer from Five Dates, but then you get the plot to which you're like, oh, actually, do you know what? Fair enough. You know, I, I, you, know, you, you know, you kind of understand why she's kind of like that. Um, what about yourself, AJ? Was it um, was it Tony, did you say yours was? Like, favourite, maybe? I mean, yeah, Tony Tony was... What, what was... What was interesting, again, because the way in which we're playing it is like, which of these, you know, the, the, the group of people I'm playing with, they were like, which of these would we actually date? And he was the one who did not give off the, the red flags. Yeah. But there were definitely a couple of moments where his responses, the entire room were like, <laughs> uh like that's not quite right. And then they were like, well, let's go through it. But Azalea, Azalea was obviously like, easy yeah. easy favorite because she just does not give yeah. a shit yeah and um, it's super fun i'll say shout out to lucas as well the the kind of like the shy millionaire a lot of his conversations were very awkward but it was like you, you could see him kind of slowly coming out of his shell kind of thing he, he was um, my first uh go go through with um misha and yeah. i was like well, he seems a bit shy but yeah let's give it a go and by the end i was like <laughs> I had the right fucking choice here, didn't I? <laughs> so please let me spend my millions on you, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's definitely on the spectrum. It's it and he, yeah. and it's performed very well it in is, that sense. It is, yeah. yeah. I think I think we have to give like five dates, ten days. I think we have to give all the actors like a lot of credit. I think they've all done really well. And I don't think we've said obviously these are actually in person dates rather than you know Skyped as well. So Yeah. In ten dates, yeah, for sure. Mm. And I think my my favourite like I said, was Lucas. Uh, I did enjoy Azalea as well. And I'm oh, just looking at the, the list of names here. Uh, I think. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Was it? Oh, Derek. Sorry, you said didn't you? The, the guy. Yes, that was the, the, sub, that was that, the substance that, abuse guy. Yeah. That Ryan could go out with the sort of the, the host of the evening of the date. Yeah. The speed date end up thing. I. I fucked that completely, absolutely <laughs> with it. I, I, I thought, you know, because again, like I said, it's good that they include sort of same sex stuff and that. I thought I'd give it a try. I did I did Misha's? I do Ryan's as well. And I was playing for it, and he was he's a nice guy, but I, I forget he asked me a specific question, and I thought oh, it would be funny if I answered whatever it was, and instantly he was like. Why would you say that to me? Like, no, no, it was a joke. I think I, I remember it was a that, joke. but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. And then from there, it just went fucking downhill. I absolutely whiffed it completely. I don't even think I got the third date. I think I didn't even, yeah, fucked it on the second one. Um, but yeah, really, really good acting, like you said. I did enjoy Misha more than Ryan. I don't know if yeah. uh, if it was just her or if it was just the characters she had to interact with or stuff. But um, yeah, really, really good game overall. And, and I, I believe... 
that sort of brings us up to to the last of the, the current releases, I should say. Anything? Anyone else got anything else on ten dates they'd like to sort of regale us with before we move on? I think we need to get a commitment from AJ that he's actually going to go play Flute Bash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, get I, to I the end. I'll commit to it. Uh, I will say that I think you're I think you're right in terms of performances of the two main characters, but um, because uh, because the the woman niche is it niche Misha Misha Misha, Misha. 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 Uh, the thing with Misha was that I think the three women were like this is giving us certain a level of PTSD with all of the male dates mm. um, all of them were like uh, Ryan is just an all round. Uh, much nicer person to be around and most of the people that he's talking to are nicer uh, it kind of biased me a little bit to his performance um it did also feel a little um it did feel a little bit like uh uh women can be super engaging and fun and men will still be garbage in a date yeah. situation yeah whereas as long as a guy <coughs> as long as a guy engages in like the minimal level of interest in whatever the, the the person he's talking to, he's going to get way further. Uh, I don't know whether that was what 10 Dates was trying to talk about, but it was <laughs> very interesting because there could be moments where Misha could be like, oh, that's interesting. And the, the guy she's talking to would shut her down in like yeah. horrific ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, she definitely had some some worse fucking dates, that's for sure. Including <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm joking, Pete. I'm joking. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but yes, that's, that's the, the most recent uh, game from them. We've got a few coming up. In fact, one in, I think, three weeks' time, a game called the T Isle Tide Hotel. Uh, there's a demo on the Xbox store right now, which you can check out, which I did. Uh, did you guys get a chance to play it at all? I'm sorry, uh, Jamie, I didn't. I loaded it up, but then didn't have enough time. <laughs> that's fair enough. It's, it's a very short demo. It's only about 20 minutes or so. Um, yeah. And the sort of premises, I think the, the guy you're playing as is going to this hotel to find his daughter who sort of, it seems to be anyway, coerced into going here with almost been like um, groomed to sort of, uh, you know, come and come join this cult type thing. And it's all very weird. All the characters in it are very odd. It's very, um, yeah, it, it, it had a weird vibe to it. Like, Obviously, nothing is quite what it seems. Um, but just as it started getting going, obviously the demo ended. And I was like, "Oh man, I've got to do all this again at some point." Uh, so have I'm you got the, have you got a review code for it, Jay, so you can play it through in its entirety? Uh, well, even if I had, I wouldn't be able to tell you now. What I special guess, Pete? That is very uh, true. That is let's true. just leave it at that, shall we? Hashtag um, embargo. <laughs> probably embargo. Who knows? Um, the way you maybe. said that, Jamie, special guest Pete, that sounded almost derogatory. Like you were just like, look. Putting you in your place, Pete. Special guest, Pete. <laughs> I mean, I've got to do it on a daily basis. I might as well do it while we're while we're here, you know, chat, chatting about Wales interactive games. Yeah. Um, God, if I showed you our WhatsApp messages, mate, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it, 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 it seems like an interesting premise. Um, I'm definitely, definitely going to check out the full release when it comes out. Um, like I said, I think it's the 17th of September, something like that. Um, but you can go check out the demo and another demo which I haven't had a chance to try yet, but I think AJ has which come out about 5,000 years ago and they haven't actually seemed to have released the game, but Death Trap Dungeon. AJ, fill us in. Okay, so Death Trap Dungeon is based on an old, when we now, this is like the fifth time, I feel like we need money from Ian Livingston and Steve Jackson for this, but it's based on an old fighting fantasy book from the 80s. Um, 
it was just like deeply influential to me. Like I was obsessed with fighting fantasy as a kid. Um, so the basic premise is you go into a dungeon, you're trying to get through it. There's a bunch of other competitors are doing the same thing. The decisions you make will influence and impact the other characters that are in there as well. Um, but in the demo, they show off some truly, truly awful special effects in like the way that I want it. So if, if anyone, anyone was an 80s kid, they'll probably remember Nightmare, which was that game show with the kid puts the helmet on, can't see anything, and there's some really terrible 3D effects. Well, Death, Death Trap Dungeon is like a couple of steps up from that, but like it knows it. Do you know what I mean? And everyone is kind of leaning into that kind of stuff. And so it just feels good to play. Um, there is a there is a thing in the demo, which is something that infuriated me as a, as a child. Because there's a question about, like, they say, like, this person has this armor, and the armor is X percent bigger than they are. So how much do they weigh? And that's uh, like, it's one maths. of those, well, it's one of those maths, but also it's a math math question to this day that i think that the cor the correct answer is the wrong answer as in <laughs> like it's sealed in my brain as being like this is the wrong answer and so when they showed up as like oh well they've read the book then because the i hated this um it's got a pretty good actress as the main character um i actually have a lot of hope i think I think there's a potential that the reason it's been delayed so much is actually Death Trap Dungeon had a lot of different potential endings and uh, bifurcations. Like there's a, a character you you end up playing alongside in the book, um, who I have a massive soft spot. He appears in the demo, um, but he can die very quickly uh, in the book. So I have a feeling the reason this is taking a while is that there's a lot of scenes to to shoot. Yeah. um but yeah no um honestly it's it's another another really good camp classic really really good potential camp classic um i'm really excited to see what they do with it um because yeah i loved death trap dungeon as a kid so i can't wait nice nice I, I, as we said before we started I, I remember reading several of them sort of books when i was a kid i cannot for the life of me remember the names of which i'm hoping the one that i was really into was still my parents house when i eventually get to go through their their collection of stuff that they got from us when we were a kid um but it was i i think i went through that book fuck, i don't know dozens of times just like rubbing out writing everything in pencil and then rubbing it all out and going through again and and sort of like yeah turn the page keep your hand on it yeah uh, no i don't want that one no. yeah and back yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah i've downloaded this demo i'd really like to check it out i just didn't have a chance before for today um but i will play it over the weekend and, and report on xbox Tavern's xbox tavern which record every sunday 8 p.m yes thank you very much um he wasn't ready was he to, uh... he wasn't ready but we'll let him off it's fine um so yeah so we've got that hopefully to look forward to in the future we've got the old toad hotel and yeah, if they keep up this release uh, cadence, then we'll have, I'm sure, many, many more games coming out over the next year or two to to enjoy. Um, and speaking of which, AJ, I'm going to go to you first because why not? Is there any sort of genre or story or premise or anything you'd like to see from a future Wales Interactive game? Um, well, I mean, I'm going to cash in my checks now with Ian Livingston and Steve Jackson for sure. 
because uh, we should have got him on here as well. He could have just sat there and just written him out in real time. Yeah. Honestly, Ian Livingston. I mean, what can he be doing now? He he sold Idos. He's a he's a proper millionaire now, so I'm sure he's got nothing else to do other than be on our podcast. He's the one who can finance our retirement, so we can just sit around and play video games all day. Yeah, see, he definitely has another pair of trousers with a million pounds in it for sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it. Um, no, I mean, if I if I was going to talk about like we talking about like ones to tackle, uh, I close to my heart there was a, a one of the final fans. Uh, so one of the fighting fantasy books was called Freeway Fighter. And it was based around like a Mad Max theme. You were trying to drive from one end of a, a state to another, and you had to manage your petrol. You had to make a bunch of choices. You had special abilities like you could drop down spikes and other stuff. But you were basically you were Mad Max, and um, I think I think it would lend itself super well to um, to to like this format because you could do. You could do a cheesy, gritty version of Mad Max in a, a really fun way. Um, and also because most of the Mad Max games, you know, no disrespect to the one that came out on the Xbox One, were missing the point of what is interesting about Mad Max, which is making a bad, bunch of really bad choices and seeing everything going horribly wrong. And they were like, no, car combat is cool. And it's like, no, it's... <laughs> Open worlds. Objectives. exactly yeah yeah um so i would really love to see like wales interactive tackle something like that it would be it would be a fun time nice. there nice. if anyone is curious there is a steam version of the fighting fantasy game freeway fighter which basically works how you would imagine where you're flipping pages and doing the combat in, oh, yeah. in, in that um but i want more because i'm i'm greedy <laughs> why not we need more damn it as, as i keep saying we, there's not enough games to play so we need more oh, games yeah. to play <laughs> especially because pete what about yourself what would you like to see wells interactive uh, i'd quite like to see um i don't know the kind of the, the survival game the hunger game style um but i'd quite like to see one on like a like a game show uh like a uh, who wants to be a millionaire style or like a family feud um and you could just like the idea could be, just be out of, out of anywhere like you know the guy has gone on the show because maybe the presenter has done something to his family where it was abuse or whatever yeah maybe you're just there to try and win the money to take your family on a holiday or clear your debts i think it could be quite an interesting kind of subject but with lots of possible kind of branches which is what you want from these games um and i just thought I, i'm surprised there isn't one already to be honest um but yeah i'd quite like to see to see that basically if that all makes sense yeah that sounds i mean they're both they're both uh, interesting options like i said the point of the world games is to give you the, the scope to start yeah. off you know here and end up here yeah. somewhere you know with all sorts of different options yeah, and exactly i mean you know you could go to the, the game show to you, know, you you you're gonna you're you know set on you know putting harm on this person but it turns out you know maybe you know his story you know the story you were told isn't actually adding up to what his you know, events were kind of thing so again it could go in any direction you know it sounds to me like you want a more rats game by Wales Interactive, where they're trying to get on the game show to win the girl, but everything just goes wrong everywhere else all around them. Combined with Slumdog Millionaire a little bit. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. nice. Uh, I, I would definitely play that. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Wales, 
Uh, Ian Livingston's got us some money. He's going to end us <laughs> some if we can uh, fund the, the game. Uh, and for myself, I've, I've mentioned it already earlier on, but I would like to see more of a survival horror style thing. I think like something I've written down here until dawn, but you know, yeah, dead, dead. Uh, fucking what's it called? That uh, George Mar- Romero film. Uh, my, my my brain has gone blank. But zombies in the mall. In uh, dawn of the dead. Dawn of the dead. Thank you. Sorry, I've dead till dawn. Dead till that's a fucking video game. Um, <laughs> yeah, something that way. Trying to survive the night, and obviously your, your choices impact not just one person but a group as a whole and you're trying to get out and there's way more gore and and violence and stuff going on um yeah i think that could be quite interesting because one of the questions we had actually from from uh lady's favorite daniel was how do these games compare to things like the uh super massive games like dark pictures and until dawn and i think what i prefer about the whales games is it's literally just choice based but the way they've sort of developed most of them at least you've got it almost feels like more branching options, whereas mm. the supermassive games, they give you plenty of options, but they also focus more on sort of interactive gameplay, if that makes sense, which is good. Finding I still really, really enjoy that, that sort of yeah. stuff. But um, that's a, sort of almost like a whole different sort of ballpark. Um, well, that's, that's actually one of the shortcomings of, say, for example, the most recent um, game, The Quarry. Uh, is I actually played that in an online multiplayer thing where we were making decisions about what would happen in each part of the game. But there are also extended periods where only one person has control of who's moving through the world. So there's, say, six people playing, and actually there's one person controlling it. And I think Wales Interactive could definitely look at... uh, What was the game with the... um, not quite stop motion, but animated picture game that came out uh, as Dusk Falls, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The shows, yeah, shows everyone, yeah. I definitely think that Wales Interactive has an opportunity to maybe look into that tech and have, mm. you know, people voting on choices uh, and building out a, like a survival horror game a bit like that would be really, really cool. Yeah. It's funny yeah. you mentioned the quarry, actually, because I, I actually sat through, obviously, we quite enjoy playing a dark game, dark pictures, you know, through together um and we were quite surprised that when we when the when the multiplayer did come out for the quarry it was like well jamie has the player but i've just i'm just sitting there obviously you're not playing you're just making decisions so i just thought you know i'm just i just um i'm not going to screw jamie up i'm just going to try and go with what he does just to kind of get his canon story out there because obviously the quarry was a bit of a longer game than usual wasn't it in terms of that yeah. so i was like well it's probably not fair to try and make Jamie play another ten hours of this. You know, as good as it is, you know, <laughs> like one yeah, playthrough. I, I think enough. I think I probably would have been more inclined to play through it more than once if it wasn't yeah. for all the in between bits where you're walking around trying to get yeah. from A to B. And if it had just been the, the cutscenes or the story scenes, I should say, like in a Wales game, I probably would have been more more happy to play for it a couple of times, even if it was just one of us making sort of the bulk of yeah. the choices and stuff. Shout um, outs to a friend of mine, uh, Matthew Hurry. Um, who spent a whole bunch of the quarry um, staring at the ceiling for every single time that he had to walk through any area. So uh, not really pulling in the atmosphere of the quarry, lots of looking at wood ceilings and cat cave ceilings. So yes, it, they need to remove that for the multiplayer. Is that because he was scared or because he's not a very good with a controller? I mean, take your pick, honestly. God bless him. <laughs> I've been friends with him since I was 17 years old, but I'm never really sure whether he's trolling me or just <laughs> being just the worst. 
<laughs> See, and I was getting some abuse for some of my camera movements, but at least I was trying to watch what was going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those sort of games are really good. I really enjoy the Supermassive games. Again, we could probably do a whole another two hours on, on them yeah. on their own. But yeah, the the as I said at the start, what I enjoy about Wales is you just follow the story apart from, again, something like uh, Hubris Mute and Uncle Marcus, but you just enjoy the ride. You don't have to worry about, you know, have I got enough skill? Have I got enough action points? Or can I do this quick time event quick enough? Nope. Just what way do I want to go and where do I want the story to progress? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we want some survival horror, some more Ian Liverson money, please, and um, <laughs> game game show one, which would be, which would be pretty cool. Um, cool. Well, gentlemen... I mean, like I said, we've been going about two hours now. Has anybody got anything else to like to mention before we wrap this show up? Uh, is it worth us going through our our, our recommends? We can just speak like our recommends. Yeah. Uh, well, Jamie, do you want to do you want to go first as the the host, or do you want to go last? Uh, I'll I'll go first quickly. Get out of the way. So obviously, rec- uh, first recommend if you haven't played any of these games whatsoever, the complex. Uh, then I would probably go Bloodshaw and Who Press Mute on Uncle Marcus uh, and work your way through through them from there. Um, I think the complex, as AJ said when we got to it earlier on, was my first game and it was the perfect one to come into because it was such a fucking high quality version uh, interpretation of that sort of genre. And yeah, it can only it can only go up from there. What about yourself, AJ? I mean, I'm going to agree with you on the complex uh, for sure because it feels like it's the first moment where they were like we know what we're doing um five dates is again just it it's going to make you rethink performances in fmv games uh, Vinny and callum especially are just just got great chemistry Vinny carries the whole game in many ways and he needed to um uh, but i would also say if you can put up with not being able to skip the cutscenes late shift is a, a really good interesting place to be because they've never really done anything like it since then um but i mean obviously i think probably can recommend a few other ones on that one uh pete go for it <laughs> yeah same as you really aj obviously complex is a great place to start late shift is really good and again five or even ten dates you know it five dates is not what you think it is it probably just it will probably be completely different to what you think you're going into just because it's got dates in the cap in the title doesn't mean you, you literally trying to I'm, I'm sure you see all the adverts or well look at this sim dating game it is not that you know as i said before it's more like a puzzle game trying to get to the end you know and unravel this person's personality into you know getting the good endings yeah nice so yeah some good recommendations there also, as we said apart from maybe one or two of the games i see black clouds notwithstanding they're all highly enjoyable games that were worth checking out um and long may it continue here's hoping we the isle, isle tide hotel and we eventually see the um uh, dungeon, dra- uh, dungeon death dragon, trap sorry. dungeon death trap dungeon i knew i'd say it at some point i kept reading it as dungeon <laughs> dragons it's not dungeon dragon um hopefully we we'll see that at some point in the very near future as well uh, and then many more be- so beyond uh, but I think I suppose that'll do us for now. Thank you very much for uh, listening to us, watching. If you've made it this far, you're a fucking hero. You can uh, you can find me on Xbox Live or Twitter or wherever you like. Enix and AJ, do you want to shout yourself out, or have you got anywhere anyone can find you, or anywhere you want to pimp you'd like to share with people? Uh, I I write for Xbox Tavern. I, gen- I I generally avoid anyone following me anywhere. 
um, other than Xbox Heaven. I, I left Twitter, left Facebook, and everywhere else. So, um, yeah. If you I mean, think any of my opinions are terrible, um, definitely um, put a comment in Xbox Heaven so that Jamie can delete it. Yeah, uh, yeah put, <laughs> preferably with lots of spelling mistakes, no grammar, and maybe a few caps as well, if you can. That'd be, that'd be lovely. Perfect. So I can get a good luck or two. And, you know, if you want to want to leave a comment on any of the Xbox Heaven, so feel free. Go over and read it. Don't, don't even read it. Just click on it. Just click on it. It's fine. Um, but it's very good speak. Yeah, so, you know, my um, handle on X is, you know, uh, Peter Kenench. Again, on Xbox Live, you can find me on Kenench, spelled K-U-N-I-N-C-H. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to us watching. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, Pete. And uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime when we've played some of the missing gaps we've had. For sure. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.